so spooky. Oh, I've done that way off key. I'm already fucking furious what at myself. What song was that? Ooh, so spooky. I mean, this is the wrong I key. I didn't realize that you ever Ooh, worried so about spooky. key when you did these things. <laughs> I'm already spooked. I'm spooky. Spooky. From LA to Tokyo. Fancy. Has it been so oh. long that we've already forgotten Iggy Azalea's? Oh, I'm so spooky. That's perfect. <laughs> no. Mine that was spooky. That's what I'm so spooky. There you go. I'm a spooky. There you a go. podcast about Still trying to sing a song. Yeah, I know. I'm I've been out. sick. Whatever. I don't I'm not a singer. I feel like you start every episode with Ah, oh, I fucked it. I've been sick. I'm critical of myself. Sick of being with, funny. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hit the right notes. And Yeah, yeah, we wanna hit the right note. Too. I wanna make excuses if I don't. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my thing. Yeah. Maybe you should it. just hit the fucking right notes. <laughs> first things first, I'm all spooky. Fuck. <laughs> I called it all spooky. I uh whatever. I'm I'm out. You guys do the rest of this episode. All right, I'm Peter Jones. I'm Adam Knox. And, and for once, Luca Malo was doing the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and fine. Was that. he bad at it? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a spooky. It's a podcast where we go through a book that we have that is rapidly coming towards its conclusion. It's called Mystery. That is not even true. One of the chapters is nearly done. This is the final episode for one of the chapters. More miracles. Huh? What's it called? In, <laughs> In the, the realm, realm of, of miracles. miracles. I've heard you say that, what, 62 times now? 66. 66 times. Far yeah. out. Uh, and this will be the 66th or 67th, whatever time. That is coming to a close. So next week we'll be starting to do... Oh, yeah, they're like spooky stories. There's five sections in this book. It's called Mysteries of the Unexplained. We go through the book. We read out. We <laughs> teens react. And then next week we'll be uh, replacing the Mysteries of the, uh, the fucking religion chapter with user-suggested features. Uh, listener. <laughs> Listener-suggested. Crowdsourced. Crowdsourced. Yes. Listener, yes. Go to kickstarter.com slash... The bucket bong. I'm looking forward to when all of the kids, teens, and elderly age out of their current group into the next age group. It's already the happened. Te- then the teens react to the teens from the past. Are they already making those they've, videos? They've done that literally already. You guys really? have talked about teens react a few times on this show, and I've got no clue what it is. It's a YouTube channel where they get a bunch of teens. They also get kids to do it. They get kids, yeah. and also put, old people. Like old a, they people. put a tape deck in front of them. And they're all like, what the fuck is a cassette? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, a clip from Aladdin. I'll be like, wow, the genie. Oh, I know this. Or they have the elderly people (laughs) react to like a bunch of famous black people and they're like, "Mm, I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, should I know him? Should I know him? (laughs) I think that rap is crap. Um, that was me speaking, Adam Knox. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we got a bunch of spooky stories. We talk about them. Yeah, this first story is from the chapter "Monsters and More." Two paratroopers on leave from the British Army, Captain John Ridgway. Damn, that's a fucking awesome soldier name, John Captain Ridgway, the paratrooper. George, John Ridgway. If I oh. want him around when the predator strikes. <laughs> Captain John Ridgway. Yeah, John Ridgway does sound like a character that Arnold Schwarzenegger would somehow be able to play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My name is John. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and your surname? Ridgway. <laughs> okay. I'm assuming there's some umlauts I'm missing out of that one. So Captain John Ridgway. Ridgway. <laughs> Give the man some respect. <laughs> Sorry. John Ridgway and Sergeant Chabe Life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you, yeah, that kid, nah, he's, dead. <laughs> he's dead. Che Blythe does the tech side of the soldier operation yeah. and he's going to get fucking Che Blythe, played by a young Paul Reiser. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Che Blythe spent 92 days rowing across the Atlantic in 1966. As a holiday. No, no. I thought it said they were on leave. Yes. Oh, this was after an accident. Oh, yeah, yes, it is a holiday, but it is on a self-imposed survival test. Fuck. <laughs> These guys sound really cool. John I bet Ridgeway. they weren't sucking each other off even once out there. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, John, you've got to unplug sometimes. You don't have to always be on as a soldier. No, oh, I'm, I'm having a survival holiday. <laughs> Also, my vo- I just this is my voice. It's not meant to sound like what an Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I'm a separate man. My name is John Ridgeway. So John Ridgeway and Sergeant Che Blythe. So on this self-imposed survival test, that- <laughs> the worst weekend update pair that have ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's weekend update with John Ridgeway and Che Blythe. <laughs> As it turned out, included... If it was the worst one, it'd have Colin Jost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's the love of my life. Uh, As it turned out, included a strange encounter. Uh Uh-oh. In the pre-dawn of... Nighttime? The pre-dawn. Pre-dawn. You've got to be careful because pre-dawn can get him pregnant too. I'm positive we've made that joke before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. Sick. (laughs) Yes, this is the last one. (laughs) We're repeating songs. We're talking about teens react fucking again. (laughs) Pre-dawn. In the pre-dawn of July 25th, the sergeant was sound asleep and Ridgeway, drowsy himself. Was mechanically <laughs> but not asleep. No, asleep. <laughs> you gotta sleep. I'm just gonna wait here at the Atlantic Ocean. Was mechanically <laughs> pulling at the oars of their twenty foot open boat when something disturbed the still darkness. As Ridgeway wrote afterward, I was shocked to full to full wakefulness by a swishing noise to the starboard. I looked out <laughs> into the Yeah, you'd be really surprised by a swishing noise out in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it was like swishing out there. Yeah, it was like a sort of like a crash of a wave. I looked out into the water and suddenly saw the writhing, twisting shape of a great creature. It was outlined by the phosphorescence in the sea as if a string of neon lights were hanging from it. Mm-hmm. It was an enormous size, some thirty five or more feet long, and it came towards me quite fast. I must have watched it for some ten seconds. It headed straight at me and disappeared right beneath me. Almost paral- paralyzed by this appar- apparition, Ridgeway stopped rowing. After a moment, he forced himself to turn and look for it. He saw nothing. But a few seconds later, he heard a most tremendous splash, hmm. as if the monster had surfaced and then crashed back into the sea. Ridgeway was shaken. His account continues. I'm not an imaginative man. That's <laughs> good to admit about yourself. <laughs> and I, I once tried to draw a house and I just drew a square. <laughs> Ask me to name an elephant. I'd name it elephant. <laughs> <laughs> a number between one and ten? Uh, I can't choose. <laughs> Tell me. I'm not an imaginative man and I search for a rational explanation. I once wrote a sitcom pilot about two guys in their early 20s living in a share house. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. Do they, do they get along or are they different? They're undefined. <laughs> They're both named John Ridgway. <laughs> They're quite cool and a bit sarcastic. <laughs> 
Uh, it's one of them's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, a Ryan Reynolds type. <laughs> it's called Chandler's. <laughs> I saw two men, a baby, at a pizza place. I thought, too much. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut two of the elephants. And uh, honestly, a baby at a pizza place, just going to be trouble. Focus on the guys. Uh, it's, it's two, two, two guys. Two men, a, a baby. No, a no, pizza. no. It's, it's two guys, a girl, and a pizza yeah, place. Two no men, baby. Although, two men, a Who's baby. The baby? <laughs> <laughs> two men, two men, a baby in a pizza place. <laughs> it's already funnier. <laughs> I, my favorite movie is Look Who's Talking Now in a Pizza Place. <laughs> it is funny because they ended up cutting the pizza place anyway. Uh. It was two guys, a girl, in a pizza place, and then for future seasons they cut the pizza place. Really? Yeah, and then it was two guys and a girl. Yeah, right. Where did they go? Um, well, they didn't hang out at the pizza place. That's for damn Fuck. Sure. It sounds like a made-up show that the guy would audition for on Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't just, know. And then like Seth Green's there being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm playing myself. <laughs> All right, okay. So Jay and I had seen whales and sharks, dolphins and porpoises, flying fish, all sorts of sea creatures. But this monster in the night was none of these. I reluctantly had to believe that there was only one thing it could have been. A sea serpent. Damn. <laughs> Rightly expecting incredulity, Ridgeway concluded, I can only tell what I saw with my own eyes, and I am no longer a disbeliever. That's from a book called A Fighting Chance, written by John Ridgeway and Che Blythe. I love it how people who never go into the ocean are like, there wouldn't be a slightly bigger snake out there. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, I don't know why people wouldn't believe him when he told them about the thing he saw. I, I do believe him. Yeah, I believe him too. Okay. Why would he make it up? You sound suspicious of him. I'm not, not being suspicious. I don't believe either of you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you believe John Ridgway? Yes, he's not imaginative. <laughs> How could he make it up? That's true. He saw porpoises. <laughs> and it wasn't a porpoise. Porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> so this next story is Where from... Where are they shitting? In a bucket? <laughs> Out in the ocean, you should just in the over ocean. the edge. Ocean. Yeah, and Straight then like the row really hard in the other direction. Do you reckon they look away? Yeah. If one of you shit oh, over yeah. the edge, the other one kind of like because you are facing right into the middle of the boat if you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're if you're out in the middle of the ocean together for on a survival you've seen, holiday, you've been through some stuff. Yeah, you know what each other's assholes look like. <laughs> There's no way that you. So do. why you shit towards the middle of the boat and they look? Yeah, no, you both. I don't know. No, you, you shit off the edge, but you set up a mirror behind you <laughs> so that your partner can you still see your asshole at the same time. Both off either edge yeah. and you stare at you each need other to. in the face. You need to for ballast. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you'd have to shit at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh well. You simply must. Both of you, like, one, one thinking their shit's going to be a bit smaller than the other, so they have to eat a muesli bar first <laughs> so that they can shit the exact same amount. That was the part they cut from Life of Pi, where the <laughs> him and the tiger both had to shit at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that zebra had to come out somewhere. Anyway, this next uh, next uh, story is from the chapter Beyond the Walls of Time. On Nozem... November? November. No, On November. No, no zap, November. No <laughs> <laughs> On November 22. I lost boys, I zapped. <laughs> I zapped. Zapping, I zapped off. <laughs> zapping is how our aliens come. Ah, nice. No zap, November. Uh, to Zentai. <laughs> <laughs> the thing we all come to. <laughs> I feel like people who use the word fap do actually only jack off to cartoons. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty those are pretty closely linked for sure. Yeah. Those two guys on the ocean, 
They were doing it. That was happening. They were fapping off to... <laughs> porpoises. To porpoises? Drawings of porpoises? Like I drew one another porpoises. <laughs> you know how uh, we sent that thing to space, which is like a diagram of people, and I think it has some maths on a oh, song it's got on like it. a Beatles yeah. We should song. do that, but with hentai. No, no, no. Then they... Well, I guess it'd probably... Go like, oh, cool, finally. <laughs> Something for our tentacles to get wrapped around. Ah, aliens would hate it, you know? Just shoot a body pillow into space. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be cool. I think it'd be cool. On November 22nd, 1941, 16 days before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Which? What attack? The Japanese attack. That sounds horrible. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> wow. Um, have you seen the movie Pearl Harbor? I have seen it. You want to know the first time I saw it? <laughs> uh, November twenty second. <laughs> what uh, what year did that come out? Like two thousand one. I want to say yeah, two thousand one. So I would have been seven or eight, mm. and uh, I was in Eden on the south coast of New South Wales on a family holiday, and the Japanese <laughs> at a caravan park and the caravan park had a screen screening of it for families huh. <laughs> of pearl all, harbor we're all in a tent watching pearl harbor <laughs> <laughs> maybe like 40 people damn <laughs> i watched it did you I like thought, it damn this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy the movie nah yeah i wouldn't have thought so. i watched it on a school camp how old did you year seven damn so like history nah just no we were on a riding camp at john marsden's estate Riding yeah. horse riding John, yeah. John, John Marsden What did John Marsden write again? Uh, he wrote all those books that like had a bunch of stuff at the start and the end To hide in the middle the teenage sex scene he wanted to write What? Is oh he, is he the, the Tomorrow when tomorrow, the war began Tomorrow when the war began yeah. Oh that's right And then the day after when the war happened once again Tomorrow <laughs> when the war began the, the day after when the war continued Three days from now when the war really heated up <laughs> The next Friday after last <laughs> And so on <laughs> Tomorrow when the war began Yeah Now what's happened? If he's a writer He should know <laughs> <laughs> the syntax of that sentence Not to make it do sense <laughs> He made it tricky in his words <laughs> Tomorrow when the war began I will fight, yes <laughs> Happily the teens did fuck yesterday Do you reckon he, sent, he accidentally sent off The manuscript with the teens fucking And they're like, uh, John He's like, oh I forgot some important parts to that manuscript. <laughs> yeah, that's all meant to be in here. But uh, here's a bit where a war. She began. was uh, of age tomorrow when <laughs> the sex began. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, when I was arrested. <laughs> Are these allegedly? Are we supposed to say allegedly around all this stuff about? Yeah, what's, I didn't know any of this stuff. Is he cancelled? Is he crook? No, he did something though. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, write books that bored kids. Well, no, I'll tell you what I like to do: speculate. He was. He, he, was, he <laughs> said Openly, in a public forum some big thing about um, education and like. No oh, education. This will cancel him. <laughs> no, it was something about like they shouldn't have special needs kids in classes with other kids. Huh? Didn't think I was going to agree with John Marsden today <laughs> <laughs> because they're less sexy than the other teens. Something John like that. Marsden. Well, that's crook. <laughs> Protagonist hey. from Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucked a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really weird mission. Even he was like, no, that's not on. <laughs> the controversy it's so hard to find why people are cancelled now you gotta just go on his wiki and maybe it will have yeah, if you scroll down it'll be like personal life and hey, then it'll be criticisms yeah <laughs> he born on the exact same day as my dad 
Whoa. He was. Yep. Bullying. It was about bullying. Oh, he well, was like pro bullying. He's pro bullying. Yeah. You fucking uh, cunt. <laughs> and we're cancelling John Marsden because he's pro bullying. Pretty ironic, hey? Yeah, we're bullying John Marsden because he loves to be bullied. Yeah. He Don't, loves it. He, John Marsden, yeah, he was So what did he say? That there shouldn't really be harsh punishments for bullying. It's just a part of growing up. I don't know where I got that thing about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just made up a thing. I made up two things and then I got the third thing, which was bullying. what's the teenage sex thing? That's, That's in his It's books. in his books. Right. That's just kind of more like insinuate. We're just insinuating about it. We're just playing around. Yeah, yeah, it's all a bit of a, a bit of a muck around. John Marsden, fantastic author, fan of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you guys that he listened to this pod? Does he? Yeah, yeah, big fan. And what? How did we start talking about him? Um, uh, oh yeah, Knox was on camp. Yeah, that's you where I watched Pearl, I watched Pearl Harbor with him. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, fat nerd, <laughs> watch this fucking movie." Wait a second, this links right back around. So he would hold camps at his estate for teens. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. That that bloke. I, were you learning to ride a horse? No, he taught me to write. Right. He taught yeah. you to write. He's the I reason you're so good at writing. That's why I can write. <laughs> Three jokes in ten years, baby. I can write. I can crank them out. <laughs> Man, yeah. Well, thank you, John Marsden. Once again, thank you, John Marsden. Anyway, the attack on Pearl Harbor happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sixteen <laughs> days. Not much of a movie. Sorry, this is 16 days before the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Right. The New Yorker ran two advertisements for a new dice game called The Deadly Double. <laughs> Life used to suck. <laughs> I just seeing an ad in a magazine for a, dice, for a game. dice game. Called The Deadly Double. What are you reading? White Dwarf? Someone's enjoying that joke out there. That's, a real, that's, that's an actual thing. What's that thing. all about? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Keep going. One of the advertisements carried the headline, Aktang. Warning. Alert. At the foot of the column were the words, The Deadly Double. And beneath the words, a double-headed heraldic eagle in the manner of the armorial device of Germany. With a shield on its breast bearing a double cross. The other advertisement showed two dice, one black and one white. Each with three faces visible. On the face of the white dice were the numbers 12 and 24. December 24th. Pearl Harbor. A day that will live in infamy. Yeah. And the double cross sign on the black dice with the number 057. The time. Zero. 507. The people who died. 57. Oh, yeah. 57. Above the words with. uh, Above the dice, the headline, the words, Aktang, warning, alert, were repeated. After the Pearl Harbor attack, there was much speculation that these advertisements had been placed by the Axis powers to alert their agents. Uh, the number 12 and 7 could have referred to the date of the attack, December 7th. The numbers 5 and what? 0... Where was the 24 come from? Was it on the... There was a 24. Yeah, I think you said 24. You said 12 24 and 24. 12. Yeah, yeah, there's also a 7 in the 0, 5 and 7. Ah, uh, so why are they on different... Di- whatever, you'd know if you were a Nazi, I guess. You know to look at the two different dice. Yes. The number zero, 5 and 0 could have indicated the planned time of the attack and the XX, 20 in Roman numerals, might have stood for the approximate latitude of the target. The significance of the 24 was unknown. Ah. Right. So strong were these. Well, I just so thought it's December 7th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just went with it. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. The Christmas Eve attack. <laughs> December 7th, a date that will be I remember Ben in Affleck was wearing a little Santa hat when he was <laughs> getting bombed. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much it lived in infamy. We got the date wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a date that will live in infamy, if you remember it correctly. They're so strong were these suspicions that FBI agents visited the people who had placed the advertisements, Mr. and Mrs. Roger Craig. 
The game of Deadly Double was legitimate and was being sold by several New York department stores in 1941. The government's suspicions were kept quiet until 1967 when Latterless Farrago, formerly with US Naval Intelligence, revealed the story in the press release for his book, The Broken Seal, uh, which is a book he wrote about uh, drinking five pints and then finally going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> a book he wrote about the worst <laughs> chat a group of friends can have. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's broken the seal, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't break the seal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, because if I break the seal, I want to pee. If at the moment, I just want to pee. If you go up and piss, your body remembers that it needs to piss. You broke the seal. <laughs> Are you having a big one? Uh, you, you, <laughs> you having a big one? <laughs> a few quiet ones, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a big one. You boys want to have a beer after this? I can't actually, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. just setting up me and Pete to have a beer sometime. Right. Yeah, that would be nice. Interviewed by a reporter shortly after, Roger Craig's widow said that any connection between the advertisements and Pearl Harbor was just one big coincidence. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. Also. I believe that too. It seems like an enormous stretch. Like, there's not that many numbers that can be on a dice, of course, and, and like dates. You and know? it didn't warn it did- them to anything specific. It was no. like, hey. Look out for today. I reckon during World War Two, a lot of people were using the phrase "Aktong" and Nazi yeah, symbol- yeah. symbology. And it yeah, didn't yeah. say that it was going to yeah be in Pearl Harbor or anything. A Pearl Harbor is when you come on a dock. Me on a dog. On a dock. On, on a, a dog. dog. No, don't come on a dog. That's a Pearl. Uh, oh, <laughs> Pearl, Pearl yeah, Harbor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I a, get it. What are the fuck are those things that dogs wear? Collar. Necklaces. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, collar, collar. <laughs> Yeah. Pearl collar. <laughs> That's what you come on a dog's neck. <laughs> come on a dog's neck. This next story is from the section Unearthly Fates. <laughs> <laughs> Unearthly Fates. The man who would have been known as the father of motion pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, who should have been. Is it the train that was coming towards the screen? <laughs> <laughs> the man who should have been known as the father of motion pictures. Father Father Motion Pictures the, before Father Christmas. Who's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> he brings me DVD box sets. <laughs> uh, father Motion Pictures, Louis Le Prince. Disappeared from a French train in September nineteen sorry, eighteen ninety. Oh. He had demonstrated the his train then crashed through a cinema screen. <laughs> <laughs> he had demonstrated his process for making movies, which used a technique later credited to Thomas Edison, the hack. Oh but Thomas Edison did steal a bunch of his ideas, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He was a plagiarist. Um yeah, apparently, and this is including this one. He demonstrated at the Paris Opera House earlier in the year. His pattern was in order and he had a brilliant future when he stepped onto the train, but he never stepped off, as far as anyone could determine. Seven years later, he was officially declared dead. Damn. I hope they never checked the train. (laughs) (laughs) As far as we can tell, he never got off the train. Is he on the train now? No. (laughs) But haven't... It doesn't matter. No, I'm sure he's not. He didn't get off. We would have... Poor guy just fell asleep on a train and lost it. You know when people get on trains and then you get off, it's like, who's getting off... Hey, it's uh, Father Motion Pictures. Yeah, hold on. Is that the is that motion f- movies, Dad? That's <laughs> movies, fucking awesome. <laughs> that guy looks a little bit like an older version of movies. Checking <laughs> <laughs> his his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the mother of Motion Pictures? Also the same guy. Oh damn! Whoa, they're French. This next story is from the check the section. Uh, the one from the Sky one. The um. 
What's in the sky? The unquiet sky. The unquiet sky. What's in the sky? (laughs) (laughs) Better title. (laughs) A road near Gdansk. (laughs) (laughs) That's so. They named that fucking. (laughs) They named that city over the phone and someone dropped the receiver. (laughs) (laughs) Gdansk. Formerly Danzig, Uh. Poland was the scene of a startling encounter with a UFO on September 5th, 1980. At about 3.30 a.m., an ambulance with Dr. Barbara Piazza. Uh, a driver and a stretcher bearer on board was rushing Mrs. Elsbiata Pluta, who was in labour to the local hospital. Suddenly, Dr. Piazza noted a big red ball in the sky. She asked what it might be, and they all joked about it being a UFO. <laughs> Even this woman who's in labour. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just cracking wise, like, what, what do you think that is? Oh, probably a UFO! <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> might be an alien. <laughs> 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 Uh, you don't scream the whole time you're in labour. No. That's not what I've been led to believe. <laughs> the ball grew larger until it was about the size of the moon, which was then visible. Soon the UFO was at the level of the treetops and some 650 feet away. The driver accelerated, but the object, as the doctor said, was under intelligent control. We could just not... We just could not lose it. It was racing after us. It's like, okay, yeah, but I'm still trying to have a baby here. Yeah, <laughs> maybe forget about the, the big bright ball. No, no, no. Well, the red ball suddenly appeared about 200 yards ahead of the ambulance Fuck. and blocked the way. Its edges overlapping a 19-foot-wide roadway by a half yard on each side. Everyone saw the curved bands on the surface, the irregular black lines going up and down in each direction, and the yellow-orange patches on the crimson exterior. Two guards at the nearby railroad crossing were also looking at the UFO. Mrs. Pluter's contractions were now coming in short intervals. The doctor radioed the police reporting a UFO blocking the way. (laughs) That's pretty good. What have you got to report? (laughs) Well, it's blocking the way, whatever it is. I have to say it's a UFO. I think I've seen an alien and I think it's committing a traffic violation. (laughs) (laughs) If you could just like move on the alien. I could see an alien and he's holding a body pillow. I think he's brought it back to him. In desperation, she told the driver to flash his headlights. <laughs> but then the alien just thought that there was a speed camera further down the road. <laughs> he flashed them twice. Then at one moment, they saw the UFO right in front of them. The next moment, it vanished like a TV set when switched off. Ah. Wow. Pretty cool. The ambulance reached the hospital 10 minutes later, and Mrs. Pluto gave birth to a healthy six-pound girl. Oh, <laughs> What's her Jesus, name? Jesus too. Pluto. Mrs. Pluto. 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 That's just the feminine version of Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that was um, the star that the Jesus followers went and saw. That was Jesus number two that she gave. That was to. Jesus oh, two. Nice. Yeah. The six pound girl. The six pound girl. That mother was a. Well, it was a female version of Jesus, so everything was opposite. It's so like that mother was fucking six fucking pa- everybody. <laughs> six pound girl. Is uh, like a budget version of the million dollar man. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, help a six pound girl. I <sighs> can't. That's just not very good at stuff. <laughs> not, not I'm not any. good nothing. She's I've six- got one filling. <laughs> That's all they put in me. I've got one filling. How am I meant to help? Ah, oh, she's a six pound dollar man. Six pound girl. No, they, they didn't do anything. They gave me, they painted one nail. Six pound. Not going to get much. I'm Jesus. <laughs> Don't know where this one's going, to be honest. <laughs> I really liked it, man. Thanks, yeah, dude. Good, I'm very one. proud of both of you. Um, this final story final is story. the, the final, final story, story from, from the chapter, the chapter 
In the realm of miracles. We never have to hear about these fucking statues again. You yeah. don't know that this is about a statue. It might Let's be a do floating a cunt. on this chapter. Floating cunts? A lot of floating cunts. A lot of pilgrimages. Yeah. Yes. A lot of like bleeding walls or statues or whatever. Oh, either bleeding or crying or like looking around. Like a stain somewhere. Yeah. A yeah. lot of nuns that smelt weird or yeah. Were warm. Oh, yeah. The sweet smelling people. Yeah. Holy motherfuckers who, who like leaked oil. A lot of people yeah. experiencing ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. A lot of orgasm. There were a few healers. Yeah. In there, a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, there was a lot of like, there was a little bit of fire walking. Yeah, was that in oh, here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. No, I didn't like the fire walking either. Yeah, and I think in general is decent chapter, but really got repetitive. For ha- sure. Happy to see the back of it. And what? Yeah, after a certain, after maybe thirty episodes or something, you'd start one and be like, well, I know all the stories in this chapter pretty much. Mm, yeah. I know how this is going to go. Some guy with a real fucking Italian name is going to... And gonna... somehow it's got a thousand witnesses. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 430,000 people came to see this fucking thing. Well, this story is the final. Is actually the final story from the chapter. I saved the I, last one in the chapter. And oh, I can nice. see bibliography on the next page. Yeah, the next so this page is like is the end of the book. Yeah. Nice. So in 1968, in a church... Summer of Love. Is it? What's that mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. The Boys of Summer. The Boys of Summer. The Boys 68. are back in town. The Boys are back in town. Now that's summer. what I call music. 68. <laughs> <laughs> in 1968, in a church at Porta Algier, Brazil, uh-huh. a large wooden crucifix some 300 years old suddenly began to exude a red substance. Oh, nice. It. As if it were bleeding. Damn, that old wood's fucking hurt. <laughs> oh no. It's full of blood and uh, must have veins and that stuff. If you could get a wooden crucifix of our Lord Jesus Christ to do anything, what would you want that crucifix to do? Blowjob. <laughs> You'd want it to give blowjobs <laughs> yeah. to whoever walks in. Yeah. <laughs> like you're just like looking up at it and he's just kind of got his mouth open, like, oh, cool. Uh, how come none of these statues are coming? It's <laughs> <laughs> <a> great point. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of just Jesus chiseling it in his loincloth. <laughs> that so big crucifix just gave substance me. <laughs> emanating from his penis, <laughs> I suppose. There's no a, other way to put this. I got a pearl collar from that <laughs> statue over there. <laughs> That Madonna came on my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Get this crucifix over. It's a really short one. I can see as well. Yep. The substance was tested and did indeed prove to be blood. Whoa. The appearance of blood or tears <laughs> on religious like symbols. A dead possum inside of this fucking <laughs> crucifix. Some animals crawled in there and died. There's a big murder in there. And then someone walked in the next day. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck. Forgot to clean the cross. And you have to remember, this is the final. This is at the end of this chapter. This They've written this sentence. The climax the appearance of the of blood or tears on religious symbols is a phenomenon with a long recorded history. Yeah. We know. And notwithstanding all the modern equipment that is now available for testing and investigation, many of these miraculous occurrences cannot be disproved, nor can they be explained. They persistently remain in the realm of mystery. Mystery? <laughs> Fuck off! Are you Your chapter's called In the Realm of Miracles. Uh, yeah. How dare that book. Oh, my God. <laughs> In the realm of, of mystery. mystery. 
I guess in the end, he had so many rings that he was really the lord of the land. (laughs) After all this combat here in space, I guess we've really fought some star battles. Well, Batman, once again, you are certainly the dark warrior. (laughs) Well, Chandler, Monica, Ross and Rachel, we sure are good mates. (laughs) Well, Frasier... Uh, <laughs> it's been good to hang out with you and your brother Nine. <laughs> uh, well, Frasier. <laughs> and farewell to you, Jerry Orbach. <laughs> wow, you two really were in love. I guess you were mad about each other. <laughs> Harry, Sally. I remember <laughs> when Sally met Harry. <laughs> and that's how I met your mother's friend. I think that is how that show yeah, ended, right? Is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've been you've been driving these cars really quick and really angrily. You guys sure are arrested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fast and Furious, but called arrested. <laughs> <laughs> arrested eight. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, All right. That's awesome. No Pete, more in the realm of miracles. That's so awesome that it ended like that. <laughs> so in happy the realm. Fuck that chapter. Oh, <laughs> mystery. Goodbye. Good riddance. Never Pete. again. Uh, but in its place, to get a quota of five each week. Yes. Five stories, one good riff. That's our promise to you. We Is that an official promise? Did we deliver? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know which it was this time. I think it was the time it took me ages to remember the word collar. I thought talking about John Marston was pretty yeah, fun. Yeah, Martin Marston was an alright one. Um, <laughs> so on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, ooh, spooky, three O's and an H and then the word spooky. Send Slide us messages. into our DM. Yeah, we've Get got a them. whole bunch already. People, you know, something happened to you or just something that you read about or an article or something. We've got a whole bunch ready. We're doing one next week Listen for the first stories. time. And then keep them coming because we're eventually going to do lots of them. Yeah. Don't know how many stories we've got in the other chapters, but it's a few, is it? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. It's still heaps. So we'll keep going with the book and as a whole, but we get rid of the worst chapter. <laughs> so the podcast can only improve from here. Uh, send us <laughs> your shit. And make- also, do you boys have comedy festival shows? No, but you do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Peter. <laughs> uh, What's your comedy festival show? Uh, it's called Old New Other. It's on sale now and it's at... Sorry, I realised I was yelling into the mic to send knocks. That's all I right. apologise. Not me who has to suffer. <laughs> it's the people who end up at my comedy festival show. <laughs> uh, it's in the comedy festival. It's at 7.30 every night for a month. Melbourne. 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 Comedyfestival.com.au, right? So me uh-huh. and Adam don't have any show, so go see Luca Muller. Just yep. search that on the comedy festival website. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back next week, including your listener stories. Have a good week.